Welcome to Business Talks, our podcast for English learners who would like to master the English language as a professional tool. In our show, we are going to be talking about everything from communication strategies, vocabulary, and everything that can be useful for you so you can thrive in your professional career by using English uh, for meetings, for negotiations, for job interviews. And today we are going to talk about the best resources for business English classes. Let's get started. So in our last episode in the Business Talks podcast, we concluded that good news, business English is for everyone, no matter what level you are. Uh, you can actually take business English classes. And if you are an adult, this is probably the most suitable type of class for you. So today we are going to talk about the best resources you can use to make the most of your classes with business, with professional English. So Flavio, uh, let's talk a little bit about course books and authentic materials. Like uh, I think some students... Sure think that in order for us to study business English, we can, we can only work with authentic materials like news reports and this sort of things. But it turns out that there are actually some good options in the market for business English course books, Ray. Sure. Yes. Uh, one thing that we need to clarify and explain I think we already did that, but authentic material is the material that was uh, was not created with the intention uh, for you to learn English, right? So we get what some people can say the real deal or things that is going on uh, currently right in the world right now. And then we use that in our English classes, right? But uh There are some very, very good publishers that they are uh, they are very careful the way they prepare and organize the information, right, for us to learn. There are some certifications that we can have as a teacher, as the CELTA certification. And usually these guys that has this CELTA certification or they become a teacher, either a teacher or a uh, course books, uh, writer and developer and researcher, right? So they try to mix this and sometimes they put some authentic materials inside those books, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, the only problem is that they get outdated really fast, but they're very, very good. Uh, we really loved a specific book that it was market leader. That was amazing. We don't know why they stop, uh, re-editing the this book and it was really amazing but it's really outdated like the technology part is uh a blueberry uh, sorry a blackberry right so <laughs> yeah, who uses a blackberry yeah yeah so this is very very old and it is specifically a unit about technology so that's really embarrassing when you bring that to the to the <laughs> student but the uh Pro, uh, the pros and cons, right? The, the positive aspect or the upside is that it's very, very organized in a way that 
even if you don't have uh, any um, resources there to compare to your native, uh, your mother's tongue, you're able to understand and to use the material, uh, even that everything is in English. So yeah. let's prepare this way. So this is really nice, right? Yeah, I think you mentioned two important points about uh, course books. And one of them, which is definitely one of the, the, the most positive aspects about them, is that they are carefully designed by language experts and actually like uh, teams of language experts who know what matter most. Um, so in terms of vocabulary, in terms of uh, language uh, issues and structures and et cetera, right? So I think especially for self-study, it's great to have those course books at hand because, you know, you know that you're not wasting your time on something that is not that important, right? But of course, there is like also on the other hand, the fact that unfortunately, these books generally start showing their age quite uh, fast, especially when it comes to technological subjects, but also like cultural subjects and some other things okay. that change at a fairly fast pace, right? Um, so it's hard for publishers to keep up with these changes and keep, you know, like, uh, re-editing and and releasing new editions pretty much, I don't know, every year or every other year. So you yeah. mentioned Market Leader, for example, that is definitely a book that we used to love. We used to love it, yeah. but we had to kill it. <laughs> we yes. used to love her because <laughs> unfortunately the last edition is from 2016. And yes. especially when you consider that probably, I don't know, it takes about a year or so for a book to be developed, right? So when the book is finally released, it's already one year old, which is a bit crazy, right? To think about. So when you were dealing with technology, <laughs> One year today is like a million years, right? So yeah, how like some of my students don't know what a BlackBerry is. Seriously, like if I if I talk, that's true. They, they would actually <laughs> probably think that this is a new product because they have never heard of that. Oh yeah. So when are they going to launch it? They would say no. You don't understand yeah. it. Actually, no, it's been such a long time that I called Blueberry. So, he, he, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, ma ma I think students might think we are talking about berries, exactly, about yes, fruit. Sure. Right? <laughs> yes. But then, like, okay, yeah, there are pros and cons. I think every mm -hmm. choice comes with its trade offs, right? And then we also have authentic materials, right? And actually, Authentic materials are not materials in the sense of they are not educational materials, right? So they yeah. are things that are available, such as news reports or maybe videos from the internet that can be turned into uh, educational activities, right? And then what can you tell us a little bit about that alternative? Yeah, I think it's a great alternative because one of the uh, cons of using a course book is sometimes uh, getting the reality or really uh, customize the the situation, the context, or the vocabulary news to what the, the student is going through. 
So the authentic material, it's better in this aspect because we can really design that um, the class, right? Using the material, but thinking about the students' needs and we are actually uh, delivering something that is really customized, right? But yeah. of course, this uh, demands or requires a great deal of, uh, you know, uh, knowledge or how you're supposed to create those materials, how you're supposed to use that to engage with your students, to make it, uh, to make the most of it. Right. And I know that you really like uh, preparing those exercises, right? I do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Because, but it's, it's something actually that you only feel confident about like, uh, that you are doing the right thing after you have acquired some experience, right? Because like, um, I think it demands some qualification and training, right? It's Mm -hmm. not something that anyone can intuitively do well, at least. Right. And I think it took me a long time until I finally felt that I was ready to start creating like uh high quality exercises for students right so sure. nowadays i really enjoy it because you know we we generally try to implement like uh uh types of exercises from different sources like the ielts test the toefl test and also uh exercises models from uh these books that we love so much and that yeah. that we occasionally still use with some of the students right but that's an, an important point right like uh the more personalized the course the more likely it will be based on a course book like the course book sure. will play an important but minor role in highly personalized uh tailor made courses mm-hmm. right Sure. No, you're completely right. As you're uh, saying before CELTA, I felt lost, right? What I was doing was uh, just using the book or uh, putting a video to the student and say, okay, we are going to discuss. And uh-huh. that's not <laughs> what we're supposed to do, right? Not a class. Not that, <laughs> yes, that's not a class. So this is really interesting that you're saying because here we reach to a point that we understand that the balance is the key point, right? And uh, you can really personalize and customize a, a course, design a course, thinking about the student needs and then using course books or parts of this course books and also the authentic materials to actually deliver what the student really needs, right? So we can use both of them. And actually we know this for a fact that is the best way, right? To customize a course is to use the structure of one and the language and the vocabulary in use of the other one. So it's the perfect combination, right? Exactly right. I think it's important to highlight, to stress that um, this is not about choosing one or the other approach. They yeah. are complementary approaches. They are complementary resources and they can play really well together in a program. And again, mm-hmm. as we said, 
how, how much each of them will be relevant and present in a program depends on a number of different factors that are specific to each student's needs and priorities and profile and a, yeah. a number of, of uh, things, right? But you don't really need to, oh, so if, uh, if I decide to work with a course book, I will never be able, I, 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 there will never be room in my classes for authentic materials. No, of course not. Yeah. On the contrary, right? So um, that's an important point, right? And then speaking of like books and authentic materials, uh, we talked about market leader. I think I have this uh, uh, like a special feeling for market leader because this is a book that helped me really grow as a teacher and 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 become the the teacher i am today because when i started teaching business english a, a long time ago more than 10 years ago i started with the market leader and it was even an older edition of the market leader it was the second <laughs> edition right um and and for me it was quite challenging at the beginning right because uh i had no experience with business english and it was really hard to not only like learn the terminology the vocabulary but also understand the concepts you know like really uh understand the 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 this this different uh approach to to the world and to the language right so yeah. I, I used really to like market leader, uh, even though we both agree that uh, it's a, it's a tough book to work with. It's yeah. dry and 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 sometimes a bit heavy on students, but it gets the job done. I think yeah. that's the important <laughs> thing. Like you can't say it's a bad book, right? That you don't learn business English by using it, right? But are yeah. there any other books for professional English that you are particularly fond of? Yes, I'm very fond of Keynote. Right? Keynote. That is, yeah, that is based on uh, TED Talks. But not only that, but also uh, they try to, you know, dive deeper in some authentic much. Sorry, authentic listening skills that you can develop to improve your listening to authentic materials, right? Or to a, authentic content that is really awesome. And it's also you have a lot of uh, vocabulary news that it's uh, that it's great because you can see some really uh, live examples, right? They're they're very very good in this way, and yeah. this is. This is really cool, and, but I also like to to use other kind of sources like um, HBR, right? That is Harvard Business Review. That is nice, oh, but that's really good. HBR is is great. Yes, man. but as uh, as authentic uh, material, and one that you showed me that I think is as uh, it's real good, and it, it is the real deal is Fast Company. Fast company, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Well, you pretty much mentioned all the examples I could give, but <laughs> uh, well, as for course books, like when I had to look for an alternative to the market leader because it was getting outdated, right? And 
impossible yeah. to work with. I found a Macmillan book called The Business, which is really good. It's kind of like uh, a uh, hybrid of uh, professional and academic English. So it's yeah. not suitable uh, for all students, right? But I have had some very positive experiences with that book, right? And of course, also Keynote, which is uh, a very good one. I, I also like the, the, the Keynote book because... It helps students become better speakers as well. Yeah. You know, like there are some like uh, uh, speaking uh, strategies and tips and, and, and this mm -hmm. is really nice. Like if you would like to become a TED talker, that's a, a good way for you to get prepared for that. Right. And then, well, as for websites, I think you mentioned Business Harvard Review, which is really nice. Um, uh, Harvard Business Review. That is really nice. <laughs> and sometimes I also use the medical, uh, section of the Harvard Review. There is like a, a, nice. a, a um, medical Harvard Review or something like that. And a, and a legal Harvard Review, which is more specific, you know, for students. Like sure. I have some students who are doctors and some students who are lawyers. So we sometimes work with this very specific types of materials, right? And I also like a lot working with NEPR, which is nationalpublicradio.org, NEPR.org. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a great place for students to practice both reading and speaking and, and listening because there are very short podcasts, generally around four to five minutes that are also with the script, the transcript, right? So you can listen to Which the podcast and then you can read the, the transcript. Well, nowadays, actually, there are endless resources online. Of course, more than half of them are not that good. So I think like uh, curating uh, the, the, the sources we use for classes is a very important part of the of what we do you know because uh that's the common problem when we have too much information available it's quite challenging to navigate through that and find what really you know what really shines <laughs> yeah. um, but that's it you know i think these are the recommendations you know so to wrap up, the, the message today is um, if you are willing to start business English classes or if you are willing to start learning business English on your own, uh, it's a good idea to try and find a course book that uh, suits your needs and expectations and also try to complement your studies with authentic materials. One of the things we do at Laxis through our study plans is that we try to uh, help students learn how to make use of authentic materials and, and turn them themselves into simple, short practices that they can do in under 15 minutes every day. I think this has helped lots of students develop their autonomy and understand that they don't need us to learn English. <laughs> no, they, they need us, you know, but they need yeah. us for other things, you know, like uh, 
I think it's really nice when we empower students so they understand that autonomy actually makes classes even more productive and even better, right? Because part of the responsibility is shared and then we use classes for uh, more dynamic, interactive, communicative approaches that are like, uh, these are things that we can't still do on our own, you know, like we can't talk to ourselves or talk to a robot or something like that. So um, that's it, right? Well, let's, let's continue to talk about business next time. Thanks a lot, Flavio. Thank you, Fabio.